pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It's the 8th of November, so join us now for our next episode with Roman Travers on the Sunday Cafe at Magic Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about what's really inside your dog, what motivations does your dog have, and where they come from. Roman Travers, Magic Talk. Mm. Interesting. And into the White House goes Joe Biden with his dogs. We've got animal behaviourist here, well, dog behaviourist, a canine behaviourist, Darren Rowe, who's here for you on 0800 844 747. He's got some dogs. He has, yeah. He's got two amazing German shepherds. Has he? Um, yeah, I think... Um, One's called Champ mm. and one's called Major. And I think Champ's about 12 years old. Not mm. quite sure how old Major is, but he's had him for about two years. There's another little rescue dog. So yeah. um, I, I quite like Biden just because he's got dogs. I think it's the first time since Obama um, that they've had dogs in the White House. So there's so no, no Trump. Trumps to move, sorry, no, um, <coughs> no dogs to move out of the White House. No, oh. I don't think Trump was into dogs, to be honest. No, sure. no, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. <laughs> so why don't we call them Alsatians? Just remind me of that. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, mm. I think it's to do. I think it's EU regulations that they have to be bred in that place to be called that. I think I think that's what okay. it is. I okay. might be wrong, though. Sure yeah. Someone can phone in and tell me. <laughs> Not a bad segue. If you do know the reason, do text in on mm. 3920. But Darren Rowe will take your calls, too, if you pick up the phone and call 0800 844 747. Darren's from Mindfulness for Dogs. So tell me, we often look at those big dogs like German Shepherds and go, ooh, nasty, aggressive. Is that the case? No, not really. Um... If, in fact, every dog um, has the potential to do something really stupid, and I think over the last well, over the last couple of weeks, certainly the big breeds have been in the news for doing sort of like aggression and stuff like that. But mm. um, we we kind of lost touch with what dogs were bred for originally. So each dog was back in the um, Victorian times. There were only about four dogs, and what's happened over the last hundred years is we've bred all these. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different types of dogs now, but they've all been bred from a similar kind of stock, and most of those stock were either um, herders, um, protectors, so barkers. Um, grab bite dogs so mm. dogs that just bite things and try and kill them like the terriers and like the pit bulls or um the gun dogs which are major hunters mm. so mm. one one thing to throw up there when you get the little cavoodle the labradoodle it's a mm. poodle right and a labrador well the labrador is a duck hunter and so is a poodle so you've actually got a hunter in there yeah not just a little white fluffy thing well yesterday when i was pretending to be <coughs> fabulously wealthy and wandering around hearn bay there was a tiny little gorgeous gingery poodle tied up to a lamppost and it was i went down to say hello to it and i thought you are going to bite my hand <laughs> it looked like it it just hated me you know yeah and i thought oh so little dogs can be a bit nippy can't yeah, they definitely. yeah definitely and and i think that's down to it's mainly down to fear right so we're quite tall, aren't we? I was chatting to your producer today, um, mm. John. Um, we're quite tall, and when we bend down towards a dog, it can be quite scary. And normally, oh, find okay. they back off, and then they come at you. <laughs> All right. So, if you were teaching someone who had no experience with dogs about the warning signs, pretty yeah. obvious to most of us. But what would you look out for? Well, you'd think it was obvious, wouldn't you? But I was chatting to a friend of mine who works for the electric company, and they go in and do the meters. Mm. And he was saying so many people get bitten by dogs; it's incredible. But um, one of the first things you'll look at is the posture of a dog. So, when the dog stiffens. Mm. You you know that they're scared and or potentially scared and they're going to do something stupid so and you can see the muscles just tighten up and they start to rise up i don't know if you've seen um i remember watching years ago this a frog was being attacked by a snake and a frog like go right really high make mm. them as big as they can dogs do that they make yeah. them size as big as they can when the ears pin right back um that's a sure sign that something's not right mm -hmm. okay um it's a warning to you it doesn't mean they're going to attack you but it's a warning right mm. so if you ignore it 
yeah. might happen. Now, just on <coughs> that, I often see on the world's biggest dog playground, Mount Eden, I'll see mm. dogs running around and they... They had their tail flat out like a windscreen wiper, but they've got their hackles up along their back. So yeah. are they happy or angry? It's kind of like a nervous energy, isn't it? So oh, it could okay. go one way or the other. Mm. It depends on what the other dog does. So if the other dog reciprocates with the same kind of behaviours, then they, they'll play. But if the other dog starts staring, ears pinned back, and it fixes on, mm. then it's they're likely to do something stupid. Yeah. Okay, so I know this has been in the media a lot lately. We've had a lot of news, some terrible stuff happening with <coughs> dogs. That's yeah. never going to change. But is it a good idea to pick up your stupid little Ponsonby Road Terrier and elevate um, when you know, oh, oh look, here comes a big person. I'll hold you. I'll cuddle you. Doesn't that elevate the dog's prestige or hierarchy or not? Um, it, it, it's one of those things because I think having met a few people who have done that, mm. um, if you've got this great big, um, I don't know, mastiff, say, because mastiffs aren't, haven't been in the news for a while, so if we say a great big mastiff charging towards your little tiny um, spits or your little tiny chihuahua, um, Lifting it up might save its life. <laughs> so, so yeah, possibly I would do that myself if I had a small dog. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't then scream at the dog and I would lift it up being very calm. I wouldn't want to be emotionally disturbed myself because um, an emotionally balanced dog is a well-behaved dog and an emotionally balanced person mm. has a very well-behaved dog as well. So, so maybe just picking it up and, and being calm, then that's mm. a good thing, and then taking it away because, you know, one little gulp and that's gone, isn't it? Okay, um, so we are talking about dog aggression. If you've got a dog, it doesn't matter <coughs> what it is, whether it's a funny little handbag dog or a, or a real dog, a big one, then 0800 844 747. And I know I'm being a bit disparaging, but, but I do see, I, I personally see more aggression in small dogs. Yeah, I do as well, actually. And I don't know, what, what is it that little man syndrome? No, well, I think I think what it is, is people take big dogs more seriously. So they, they do the hard work, they do the training, because right. if a big dog does do something wrong, then it's a serious thing, as we know this week. Um, whereas the small dogs, so many small dogs nip heels and bite people and people just don't care about them. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Any question is a good question, particularly if it's related to dogs. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. Let's let's go on the side of the dog here. Right. Why, as a dog, would I be an aggressive dog when it's not necessarily in my nature? What makes me aggressive? Yeah. So there's a few things really. Um. But just before I go into those, there's one thing I really, really, really want people to stop doing. I've seen this so many times. When you get a dog, particularly men, do not. Use your hands and ruffle them up in the face, right? So everybody does. I see it sometimes, mm. like whoa, and you and you play around the face really hard, and then the dog bites your hands, and mm. you're basically teaching your dog to bite. So please, please, please stop that. No matter how big the dog is, um, you're going to save your kids from having their hands bitten. Um, so we've got a couple of types of aggression. We've mm. got um, probably the the worst one ever is that possession. Um, I call it resource guarding in the trade, but it's really a possessiveness. So we can make our dogs want to protect us, protect food, protect toys. As soon as we go to get them, or or somebody goes to get them and they're going to bite your hands off and a lot of the signals that a dog normally gives they won't be given there it's just like really quick so okay. and that's quite intense it's quite a hard one to solve as well so if you do have that sort of thing get yourself a canine behaviourist or dog trainer in straight away Darren we'll come back to your list in just a moment the calls are flooding cool. in on 0800 844 Caleb is standing by patiently morning Caleb morning Caleb morning oh, I have a question um for the um, vet doctor. Yes, go go ahead. Well, he's a dog behaviourist. Okay, I'll yeah. try. <laughs> um, how do you deal with um, dogs? Um, how do you deal with um, sick dogs? Sick dogs? Um, yeah. And what's, why are they, what, as in like being sick or? Wheezy. 
wheezy. Um, this time of year, there's quite a lot of allergies, so a lot of um, pollen. I would probably take them to the vet straight away, especially if it's some um, respiratory stuff, mm. um, and get them checked out for that one, certainly. Um, I, I'm not an expert when it comes to that, but certainly I would get them down to the vet because the, the grass pollen and all that kind of stuff is probably what's happening. Yeah. But it could be indicators of much worse stuff, so I would definitely get that checked out. What's that, like that. what's that flash word for the, all of those breeds that have the squashed faces? Oh, yeah, brachiophilic. Is it, yeah. is it like a little pug or... Oh, hang on. I'll just go back to Caleb. Caleb, are you still there? I just want to... Yeah, there you are. I'm still there. What sort of dog have you got? uh, It's a um, trainer, Sitcho, and a cross. A a what? Oh, a Shih Tzu. Oh, Shih Tzu, yeah. So that's that's one of those... um, they call it brachiophilic, so very short noses. So, yeah, that, that could well be that. Just don't let them overheat. But if you're worried, just go to the vet straight away. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I would recommend that. Good idea. And if you are looking to buy a new dog, please <coughs> please take some you know credence from the people who actually, the experts, the vets are asking us not to buy some of these breeds that have hereditary issues, right? So Yeah, I mean, every, every dog has a hereditary issue, but these are particularly striking, Oh, not the board terrier. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hips, eyes. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> I don't believe it. The board terrier, the best dog in the world. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, we'll come back soon with your calls on 0800 844 747, talking about dog aggression, how to change it, how to modify it, and how to get things right from the start, particularly if you've got a puppy. 0800 844 747. It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. 16 past nine, I've got Darren Rowe with me from Mindfulness for Dogs. And just a reminder, set your alarm for midday, because at midday, the political panel was back with Mitch Harris and Ben Thomas. Cindy has texted to say, G'day, Roman, Alsatians is the old name during the war years, and this is due to the breeding... The breed originating in a town called Alsace, uh, Alsace-Lorraine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, on the border of France and Germany. The modern name for this breed has now been changed to German Shepherd and has been for some time. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Cindy. It's a good lesson in uh, history there too. Now, here's a quick question from Douglas who says, Good morning. Does neutering a dog reduce aggression? So so my experience, and some people might argue with them, I guess, um, certainly if you think about what neutering does is it reduces the testosterone, and the testosterone is that, like, drive for mm. aggression. So um, I don't think it changes the, the necessity to be aggressive. So if your dog's already aggressive, it's not going to suddenly overnight change the dog to be in this little passive little thing. But the speed at which it sort of gets into that aggression tends to slow down. But mm. just something to be really... <clears throat> Sorry, something to be really aware of. When you're new to your dog, it can take up to six months for any effect of that testosterone to disappear. Really? So, yeah, don't expect your dog to have its operation and suddenly be this lovely, lovely little thing that is fantastic with other dogs. Yeah. Hey, here's a weird question for you, but why don't we give dogs vasectomies? I know, and you can actually sterilise a dog. Right. <clears throat> so you don't have to take everything out, particularly no. the girls. Oh, my God. Um, it's Huge. quite horrific, yeah. It's basically a hysterectomy, isn't it? It is a hysterectomy, <clears throat> which is just which is a, it's a massive operation, it yeah. really is. Okay, so that's interesting because I know that farmers have always, well, I've always been told that if you castrate a bull and turn it into a steer, you reduce that bullish behaviour. If you do it very early on... yeah then um, you don't get the, the aggressive behavior is not there already. Yep. But if you, and, and the regulations now or the, the expected things are to leave it to about 15 to 18 months. Okay. But sometimes that behavior's already crept in then. Yep. And then it's a behavioral issue, not a, a hormonal issue, if that makes sense. I, I, know <coughs> you, I, I know you're not a vet, but what's your preference with how early is too early for de-sexing? That's a million-dollar question. Um, yeah. I'll always leave a dog till they're about 12 months at least. 
Really? That, that would be my personal preference. But then I'm watching the dog. If they're starting to show that aggression, yeah. I'm training really hard to get it out. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was <coughs> way too late. I was de-sexed in my 30s, so, you know. No chance, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was very, um, I won't go into that. That's another story altogether. <laughs> so let's talk about those aggressive behaviours and what causes it. Now, here's another thing. When you're teaching your children to approach a dog, yep. should you go in with your hand and go under the chest? There's a couple of things. Um, uh, you, there's a couple of really cool websites um, that you can find. But um, my experience is at the shoulder and the chin. And mm. that, that seems to be most people do that. Because so, the back of the neck. No. Yeah, no. because they turn around and, and then they might try oh. and nibble you. And, and also if you go over the top, that's quite scary for them, particularly the little ones. Yes. Um, and always come down to the dog. But you want to make sure the dog's being handled. So um, if we're um, presenting our dog to a child, we're holding the collar, we're holding the harness so the dog's not to suddenly just jump at them because that's yeah. nothing worse, is it? Hang on. But you <clears> said you just said then to come down to the dog. But you said before that coming down can be quite scary. No, if you're really high yeah. and the dog's down low, that's really scary. Coming down levels you off right. and makes you less intimidating. Okay. Yeah, but with a child, you need to be controlling the dog because obviously the dog's going to want to come and say hello to them. How much? Dogs are not dumb. No, not at all. So they're not a dumb animal. How much of that is learnt behaviour? When, you, when you're saying you're <coughs> grabbing your dog, is that teaching the dog, holy cow, something really scary is about to happen? Depends on how you're doing it. Again, if you're holding the dog and you're emotionally like disturbed, then the dog's going to pick up on that and okay. think that something's happening. Yeah. So, and, and that's why you have to do all this when they're puppies and they just get used to it all. Um, okay. Or do it very slowly when they're older just to get used to it. Lots of treats, lots of positive yeah. stuff. You, know, you can't go wrong with oh, that. i tell you, another <coughs> breed that's almost as, as sexy as the Border Terrier, <laughs> the other day I was going up Mount and I walked across and had a chat to two Italian greyhounds. Oh, man, you don't see them very often either. They're beautiful. Yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny. You can put don't them in your handbag. Don't see many of them. No. Here's no. a little text here regarding a black lab. I've got a rescue black lab, and as we are moving, he's really clingy. Is there any advice for that, says John? Um, does it say how old he is? No. 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 Um, so they're moving. Yeah. So that's a massive change for a dog. Suddenly his whole life's been ripped apart, and they'll have no con no sort of idea of what's going on so um they will cling to you because you're you're the only constant so again when when you do move just give them the space don't don't crowd them lots of play lots of um, positive associations with a new house and, and then that'll start to go away you can also teach the down stay and start moving the distance away mm. just to give them that separation again because obviously you don't want that to suddenly go into separation anxieties because then you've got barking black dogs as well yeah <laughs> 22 past nine the number here is 0800 8 44747. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. He can actually come to your place and help you at your place as well. You can jump online and find him. But he's here now to give you some free advice. Talk to me about pain and aggression because yeah, so, we all get a bit angry when we're yeah, in pain, don't we? Well, I we do. do. And, and I see this a lot in the dog parks where a dog, they, they come in and they greet with the noses, first of all, and then they go around the side and then a dog touches the back end and suddenly it all kicks off. And as soon as I see that, normally, um, for me, it, it kind of hints that that dog's got sore hips or some sort of pain because pain is a real driver for that that sort of like um, aggressive behavior mm. like anything if you get touched you automatically just react you don't even think about it so so when I go out and do my behavioral consultations the first thing I'm looking for is I'll, I'll touch a dog all over obviously very carefully and I'm, I'm seeing whether there's any pain spots because that might be an indicator that aggression can happen really quickly um, the other thing is fear when you put fear and pain together then you've got a dog that could be quite dangerous to be honest mm. um, because they're um, that aggression comes out and there's no thought about it either. Straight up into flight and fight mm. and very dangerous. We've talked before many times. Hey, by the way, jump on <coughs> and have a free chat. 0800 844 747. We've talked around leash behaviour 
and how it can be quite a restrictive feeling for a dog. Well, it's completely restrictive. Yeah. Does that increase aggression if they can't get away? Yeah, so if you think about how dogs... Um, dogs are quite simple little animals, yeah? Um, when they get scared or they've got pain, they go into flight and fight. And if you don't know what flight and fight is, it's basically a massive um, adrenaline surge. Mm. And they've got three options, really. Flight, fight or freeze. Yeah. The freeze, is for me, is an intermediary between the dogs. And they just freeze. Mm. Um, the fight one and the flight one, if they can't flight because they're on a lead yeah. or in a cage then they've only got one option. So you always tend to see that aggression come through on a lead if they're going to be mm. if they're going into that survival mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the tighter you pull that lead, of course, the, the more restrictive you're holding them. Yeah. It's a bit like cuddling, same kind of thing. Um, bit of a tip for fireworks, because we're going, don't cuddle your dogs. You're restricting uh, their um, motion. Right. If they're scared, there's likely to then sort of kick off. Um, fight. So, so fright, flight or... F- Fight, flight, or freeze. It's like being a talkback host. It is, isn't it? It's yeah. terrifying. I know, it's a yeah. nightmare. <laughs> Hillary's there with a question. G'day, Hillary. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. Good morning, Hillary. I just want to ask about how to protect young children and babies against dog attacks, like the recent one, yeah. and whether <clears throat> their dogs should be allowed in the house with small children. So, so I'm I'm quite clear on this, and I and I, um, I'm a, a primary trained teacher, so I'm very sort of. Um, clear on what you do with dogs in, in that situation um when you've got a very young new young born the preparation starts before that baby comes home because you don't have time to do that when you've got a young kid there and I, i'll always have a separation area i'll always have a crate a pen even for a big dog so um, i don't want my dog interacting with the baby unless i am there and even that i want to be really sure that i've got the control of that dog and if my dog is not well behaved before the baby comes he's not going anywhere near it Mm. Um, because you need to do that training on your dog. Remember, dog's just another family member, so you've really got to do that. So, yeah, sometimes maybe the dog should be outside. Um, but the problem is you don't want to then get the dog to get jealous if it's used to being inside all the time. Mm. Have you had dogs uh, over the years, Hillary? Uh, farm dogs, yeah. but they don't attack people because they're no. tired after rounding up the sheep. They? Yeah, you're, again, we're, we're huh. hitting that predator-prey drive all day, so they don't need to. It's interesting. Yeah. And your farm dogs would never have come inside, would they, Hillary? No, I mean, they were just tired from rounding up, the, you know, doing their work and yeah. earning their keep. Yeah. But that, I notice a lot of people of Papamoa East, uh, Papamoa Tauranga, there's thousands of dogs, but people are treating them like children. Yeah, that's a problem. And, and I know that we have companions, but you can treat dogs like children, but not in that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with Hillary on that. For years and years, the dogs I had knew that the threshold of the door was the barrier. They could put their head and look inside, but they weren't allowed in. And then we got the border terrier, and he was lovely and small. And I said, OK, all right, he can come in, but his place is the floor. Why do we often think that dogs have to sit on the couch, sit on the chair, sit on the table, on the kitchen bench? You know, why do we treat them like they are? Well, again, in my opinion, there's there's no reason why a dog couldn't be on a couch, couldn't right. be on the sofa. But it just depends on if that dog's behaving. It's a bit like children. If mm. they're allowed to do something and they misbehave, then they don't get it. Yeah. All so right. if your dog's misbehaving on a couch, take it off. <laughs> Good stuff. Hilary, nice to hear from you. You can contribute you, as well with a question or a comment on 0800 844 747. Everyone thinks they're an expert, but this is a guy who actually spends his life working with dogs. He understands. I've seen his magic, and it really is quite... It actually is quite spooky what you got Izzy to do within <laughs> half an hour, that Waimarana that I She's walked. Gorgeous. Bizarre. She's so cool. Louise has texted on 3920, Hi, Raman, please make a plug for people thinking of getting a dog to first visit a shelter, rehoming group or rescue group. Lots on Facebook <coughs> all over New Zealand. Many great dogs need adopting. Also, a good idea for you, Roman in capitals. Uh, why don't you connect to a, a rescue group? 
and get them some airtime on your show. Hoo-ha. What a cool idea. Have you heard of Hoo-ha? Hoo-ha, yeah. And um, the one that I uh, work with a lot in Cambridge is the Pound Hound with um, Rachel. So, ah. yeah. Um, just a just a word on rescue dogs now. Don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to go and get a rescue dog. Mm. Do your research. Remember, these guys come with trauma. You've got to be prepared to put the money in potentially yeah. and the training in because otherwise you're, you're doing them a disservice. Well, it's like adopting a child that you don't know where they've come from necessarily. Mm-hmm. Well, you will at some exactly point. Exactly As you say, do your research. <coughs> yeah. So on that, uh, Greyhounds is, a, is an association for rehoming ex-Greyhound racing dogs. Yeah. They seem remarkably timid to me, and I'm always scared of timid dogs. I don't like a nervous dog. Um, there's obviously work that needs to be done. I mean, not all greyhounds that I've met are timid, but what I would say, um, in the UK, certainly a greyhound's not allowed, if it's an ex-racer, <clears throat> they're not allowed outside in public without a muzzle on because they're used to hunting. Yeah. They're amazing. They're the king's hunting dogs. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so when you do get a greyhound, make sure you understand the breed. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> a- a- and let them work. Why would you go, look, here's another thing. I know we've spoken <laughs> about this before. Why would you buy a breed of dog that wants to run and hunt and round up animals and then stick it in an apartment? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, and, and the, <clears throat> the one that we don't see most of the time is the Labrador. So okay. we have a Labrador and we make it an outdoor dog. It's the most sociable dog in the world. Don't yeah. stick it outside. Put no. it in your house, train it properly. I reckon <laughs> Malcolm from Tauranga. Malcolm, you'd have a Labrador, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, no, I've got a Hunterway. Yeah, I've got a Hunterway cross Labrador. Oh, nice. oh I knew it. Um, <clears throat> you never get it right, man. I, just, <laughs> no, I, don't. I just want to ask a question. Um, he's very, um, he's got, all of a sudden, he's four years old. He's a big boy. He's all of a sudden got very... Uh, not clingy, no, it's it's anxious. I, I, I yeah. think it's anxious. Like, if I'm standing up, he stands up and he's like, and he hovers. So I'm walking back, I'm walking like up and down the house and he walks up and down outside the house and walks up there. But when I sit, he sits. So he can't That's operate a, normally. He's kind of mirroring you, yeah. Unless, unless he sees me or he, yeah. or, or, or <laughs> I give him a command. Like, uh, I've never been abusive towards him, I've never hit him. I've never like shouted at him. I, it's just he just can't operate without seeing me. Has, has anything he, has anything happened in his life that may have caused you no know, trauma or anything like that? A sudden shock? Oh well, I've recently gone through a separation, so okay. I don't know if that's that well, that's contributed to it. Yeah, quite it, often, quite often, you, it's, it's, it's bizarre, and we don't think dogs are emotional beings, but quite often I get I see that a lot, and and they do pick up on your stress. So it might just be that he's watching you and thinking, do you know what? I just need to be there for you a bit more. Um, keep an eye on it because that can sometimes turn into that aggressive, um, possessive aggression. Um, so make sure you're doing those, going back to those basic trainings. But I'm sure he'll get oh, through it. Yeah. Funny you say that because funny you say that because if if I'm if if the other if he's sitting by me and other puppies come around, he gets very um yeah so so what you want what you want to do is you want to start doing some positive play with him like tuggy and that sort of stuff. And, and that will start to build his confidence for you, and then he'll be fine. Interesting behavioural yeah. changes here, and a very friendly dog. Normally, Labradors are just a lovely, mm. lovely, eat-everything kind of it a dog. It was a hunt away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I said Labrador. <laughs> and I went on to think Labrador. That's terrible. <laughs> sorry, Malcolm. Sorry. Your hunt away is a lovely dog, by the way. He wishes he was a Labrador. I'm so sorry. if people want to get in touch with you, Darren, how do they do that now? Yeah, so you can search for Mindfulness for Dogs. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook and the website, so mindfulnessfordogs.com. Oh, with a number fantastic. four. Yeah. Hey, thank you for driving here That's from okay. Cambridge. It's wonderful. Darren Rowe will come to your place. He can give you advice over the phone, over the internet, all sorts of ways. Look him up. It's well worth getting it right and getting things right with your dog. Cheers. Nice Cheers, to mate. see you. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. 
To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.